With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Love Talk Radio. Walking on the highway with my baby Walking on the highway Driving down the highway with my baby Hi everyone, this is Massive Attack here. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio tonight. Safe Recovery is the new name for the show. Wanted to bring in as many people as possible. Stop 13 Step in AA was created in Southern California to address the sexual and financial predators that were affecting members in Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and throughout its community and the culture. Pamphlets and posters in English and Spanish have been made and distributed in over 50 meetings throughout the U.S., the U.K., and Australia. Our slogan is Empowerment, Not Powerless. So we've created this radio show in effort to uncover predatory behavior and give a voice to victims to speak up and speak out for themselves and others. So again, this is Massive Attack here, and we are going to discuss safety, the culture and the philosophy of 12-step, how do the traditions work today with courts and treatment centers. Um, We talked last week about the traditions and... uh, so I read a little bit from the pamphlet that we created, this great green, slick, just two-sided pamphlet. And I want to read from the other side just what's on here. It says, we all deserve respect and the right to get sober in a healthy, empowered environment. So even when I say that one line, I would have to say that in a lot of meetings, people are not treated like that, just in general. They're not treated that way by old-timers, by other newcomers, and certainly not if you're being sexually preyed upon. Everyone, regardless of race, color, gender, age, religion, creed, disability, sexual orientation, all deserve a chance to get sober without harassment of any kind. So this certainly is not true of many, many religions. Uh, A lot of people do not feel welcome if they are not christian based i had i've seen buddhists come who feel really uncomfortable uh the next line under that is said like one old timer in hawaii used to say the good the bad and the ugly are in aa just like they are on the street be aware that trust is earned and so if somebody makes you uncomfortable in any way well tell the secretary or a friend or anyone you trust do not give out your contact information. And a sponsor just guides you through the steps and shares their experience as how they stayed sober, not how to run your life, not who you should marry, not who you should divorce, what job you should take, how you should do this, what medication you should take. And the final part that we put on here was for parents and minors in AA because there's really nothing written about this. This could be a whole hour we could talk about parents, uh, for parents who think they can just drop their kids off at an AA meeting. I really think that like Alateen, that if you're under 18, you shouldn't be in an AA or an NA meeting. Minors should not take rides from members of the opposite sex. There should be always another person with them, with one being of the same sex as the, and age as the minor. And minors should not go alone to the house of an older sober member to do step work until trustworthy worthiness is established it's you're better off doing it in the park or at a coffee shop um so here we are and let's go see if we have 
anybody in the in the chat room here. Again, this is the call-in number. I guess I should give the call number out. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Is 818-475-9211. So if you want to call in and you want to talk about safety or anything else you want to talk about, 818-475-9211. I am Massive Attack is my handle that I go by. And you can get all the information that you want at makeaasafer at gmail.com where I will provide pamphlets if you want them and we are collecting stories. And there's two people in the chat room. Uh, If you want to call in and talk about your experience, that would be great. So... Here's what the first side of the pamphlet says. And this is what we did at the meeting that I started this movement with. We read a safety statement right after the um, the preamble. And we say, we, a group of members, feel that no member should be sexually or financially harassed in any way. Uh, And then we say, we want you to feel safe. If you don't feel safe, please talk to someone. But what we have on the pamphlet here is it's up to us as the individuals in the rooms and in our groups to protect the minor, the new person, young and old, from any unsafe predatory behavior. It's up to us to make it safe. So uh, we are not a dating service or walking ATMs. Sponsors and all-timers should not abuse their positions of power and authority, which we see all the time. And if a crime is committed, call the police. So one of the things that I found that I thought was strange was when we started to do this work, which now was two years ago, right? Two years ago, one year ago, um, uh, we made just a flyer and started to go to some meetings where there were a lot of young women and there were a lot of older men who were there not for to get sober. And when I made the announcement, uh, there were women coming up to me and talking to me about rape. And a couple of them told me that they did not go to the police. And so I have to... I am learning how to run this radio show here. You can call in at 818-475-9211. I have gotten a lot of support on website blog Stinkin' Thinkin', stinkin-thinkin.com. My blog is stop13stepinaa.com. Uh, at WordPress.com. And the what really happened was the orange papers, uh, I was Googling 13-stepping when I first met a young woman who came to my meeting who was really sobbing from being 13-stepped by a guy who was in his late 20s and five years sober. And uh, she was just sobbing and telling us what happened to her. And I came home and I started to Google 13 step and I called some old friends who then told me about Bill Wilson which to be really honest I didn't know that he was such a predator I didn't know that he was a philanderer so I went online and I found the orange papers and I believe at the same time uh, that stinking thinking was created about that same time January of 2009 and with, which is when I created my blog, Step 13 Step in AA. And I would go over to Think and Thinkin' and I would see what people were saying there, and I was like, wow, you know, a lot of people are really pissed off. <laughs> really pissed off. And I wasn't yet really pissed. I was pissed off about what was happening to my to this new friend of mine, Callie, but I wasn't quite pissed off yet because I had sort of, stopped going to those gnarly mixed mixed meetings and was attending just some more safer women's meeting uh, than I went to, which was a really nice meeting. Uh, And 
what happened is when we went to these other meetings, we began to see that there were men. This one particular meeting is in Venice, uh, which is the west, it's right near Santa Monica, near the coast in California. And there were men in that meeting that were standing up in their, they were in their 50s who said things like, I'm a triple offender and... Uh, like they were playing with like kitty cars in the corner and, and nobody was really running the meeting. Nobody was saying, excuse me, but you need to get out of here with your toy cars. And it was just really strange. Um, other men came up to me and said, who are these men? We made the announcement. We said we're going to have a workshop. And these men, uh, the, these the men that were alcoholics who were sober said to me, who are these guys sitting in the meeting? And I was really frightened. They really were scary uh, type of dudes. And um, they didn't look like any of the garden variety drunks or alcoholics uh, that were there when I got sober. Although I do have to say that even in 1975, there were creepy men that would stand in the back of the meeting for sure. But um, they, for the most part, uh, would stay away from me. Not all of them, because I was definitely 13-stepped more than once. Um, I want to reach out to anyone who wants to call in. This is Massive Attack here. This is my second solo show. And we were going to have Harriet call in. She was going to be our main guest. But uh, things didn't quite work out with her computer being where she needed to be, so we're going to have her back. Uh, the number to call in is 818-475-9211. It is 818-475-9211. And again, we want to discuss the safety, the culture, or if you've left AA, because I know that plenty of the people that I've been talking to on the other blogs, um, have left. And let me, let's go over the places where people have gone to, and maybe let's talk about that. It seems like maybe we should just move on um, to that and say, I have gone to Smart Recovery now twice in Los Angeles. There are not a lot of face-to-face -face meetings. Life Ring is not in, in Los Angeles area. Rational Recovery is, there's no face-to-face -face meetings. They believe in, there's online meetings, sober, uh, SOS, Secular for Sobriety, there are meetings at the Share, the Share uh, Foundation, which is near Culver City, and then there's one downtown. I meant to go there. I still haven't been. Women for Sobriety, I hear, is great. Uh, I still haven't gone to a meeting uh, because I actually have a full, wonderful life now. But um, – Stephen Slate was on. Uh, I hope that I can have Stephen come on and, and be a guest. Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is another way that uh, I know that they use that in SMART. And SMART recovery is connected with actually some rehabs, I think, or like a, an outpatient at UCLA. So they don't believe in 12-step philosophy at all, like not at all. And I really, really loved it. I really enjoyed it. I felt really sad that I had come into AA so young um, and uh, that I really could have used all of the tools that Smart Recovery and Rational and even the things that I saw on Women for Sobriety in her little booklet I have a great story. Oh, we have somebody right here. We are taught in AA to suppress our feelings. It's really true. Anything that does not meet what AA states becomes denied. Yes. In fact, when I was new, it was Hawaii, and I was working on being really honest, and people would ask me how I was, and I would say, I'm really bleep, 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 you know, and uh, uh, people started to stay away from me because I was kind of pissed off. 19 and a half year old with 18 months of sobriety and life was tough. But, you know, uh, there started that trickling of, uh, I think it was like the Pacific Group philosophy, which they might have stolen from Est or I don't know who, where they got their stuff. I mean, Clancy didn't make it up. But anyway, um, where, you know, act as if, you know, act as if. And um, I was like, well, either you want me to be honest 
or you want me to act as if, and you know what, I'm not acting as if. And so I was attracted to a group of Hawaiian people who uh, who were really great, who who became like my family. Um, so so true. Uh, I think that you can do all this other work uh, that is done. You could do the steps, and then you find out that you know they're not enough. And I'm speaking to people lately, some other women who, you know, are under that five-year mark where, okay, they've gone through the steps and they're getting to a place where, you know, like, this isn't cutting it. This doesn't stop the brain that's rattling away and nonstop talking in my head. And, you know, you had these big circuit speakers that were out there in the 90s. They were like, you know, K-whatever radio. They don't talk about the solutions um, of how to get rid of that repetitive, you know, obsessive thinking that I see goes on with people with a lot of sobriety. And so maybe we can talk about, I want to say hi to everybody out there. Hi to J.R. Harris, and I see Kelly out there, and there's a couple of other guests. Thank you so much for joining me. I think it's really important because obviously we can't get the press you know, and I guess these other programs are not into spending money on promotion, but it would be a really good idea if they would hire a PR firm <laughs> to start to promote. Um, you know, I, I'm doing it for them. I've already made a couple of videos. You can go up on YouTube and see AA puff pieces in the news. And that's me. And that's, you know, a way for me to get the word out and to sort of make it in a more human way that, although I haven't tried these other programs, I have been to SMART and loved it. And SMART, you know, doesn't want you to be coming there forever and ever. And that, you know, if you have 15 years, that you're smarter than someone with three months. And that, you know, you have seniority and you know better. And, you know, just all that crap that goes along with some people don't know. They're terrible in their relationships. They don't have any, they're not married. They have no children. And they're yet they're giving out all this advice. I think somebody mentioned that they felt that it was so dangerous. I think it, I was on Stanton Peel's site and I went to one of his books about having teenagers in AA. I'm really mad about that. I'm really mad. I, I went to a PTA meeting my son's high school, because I want to spread the word. Uh, they have a club. They have an AA club at his high school. It's like, AA is not a club, okay? It's not a club. What is this? So I'm going to get involved to spread this word that not everybody thinks that alcoholism is a disease. What's going on here? You know, that... So anyway, I'm I'm kind of... You know, I'm just here, and I hope that I see other people in the chat room. Hula hoop, I loved your video. Uh, I'm glad you could make it. Um, no, don't start with that. <laughs> okay, I'll leave the no children alone, but as long as you don't, you don't give advice to other people. The reason I'm saying this is I've been recently talked with somebody who has a child, and, you know, when those sponsors give advice and, and they, don't, they aren't parents, it's really messed up, or even a sponsor, and God love her, I love mine, but, you know, I, I did marry the wrong guy, and I knew it, and she was like, you know, she was telling me I was wrong, and my instincts told me, mm-mm-mm, yep, and I married him, and I'm divorced from him, and I have two beautiful kids that are 16 and 20, but, you know, my instincts at 24 years old and six years sober were right. They were right, and nobody, sponsor or, you know, whether you're uh, anybody should tell somebody who they should marry and what job should they take, and I know I'm repeating myself, but so let's go over the list. Smart Recovery, awesome, Life Ring. I checked it out. It was okay. There were no meetings around here, though. Um, I guess there's a lot in San Diego. Rational Recovery. I really thought that their approach to the for the family was really, really good and so different than Alan. Oh my God, I'm so sick of that program. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm gonna have to just bash Alan on for a little bit here. 
because I went for over 20 years. And if I hear, we don't speak, it, it's only Al-Anon speak here. I'm like, what are you, from Mars? What is like another freaking planet here? Like, I'm not going to bring in the fact that I did this work and this work and I've read this book and this book and all of this great stuff has helped me and made me who I am. I'm going to, like, you know, I'm going to cut myself up into little boxes here and only speak from my Al-Anon speak mind right now. You know, I was like, oh, my God, you are crazy. So who is my guest tonight? Well, we were supposed to have Harriet from Florida. And she couldn't make it. So why don't you call in, Hula Hoop? <laughs> why don't you call in to me at the number is 818-475-9211. 818-475-9211. I think that who I've attracted here tonight, the listeners, are people who have all left Alcoholics Anonymous. For all the reasons that uh, we've all been talking about, each I started. <laughs> well, you know, you want to call in and tell me a war story. I would love to hear a war story about Al-Anon. Um, there are so many war stories. Uh, I just got a couple of emails this week. I guess in one week's time, I went to the anti-war rally in Los Angeles, I guess a week ago Saturday, and uh, after it, got a call from somebody in the southeastern part of the country who is dealing with a real problem and somebody else on the eastern seaboard. And, you know, you remember that article in Newsweek magazine? What was the name of that group that was so notorious? There were like 400 members, and finally that uh, reporter he wrote a story, and I guess, you know, some of those people are moving out to different parts of the country, but um, I am here on Blog Talk Radio, and this is Massive Attack, and I think that we have a caller, and we are going to talk to the caller now. Let's see who we have. You're on the radio. Who's calling? Hi, Massive Attack. It's Hula Hoop. It's Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad you called in. Welcome to, what am I called, Make A Safer or Safe Recovery or Stop Drinking <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, I, I went to, um, I went to Stinkin' Thinkin' and JR posted, you're on now. So, I'm here. Oh, and I wonder who your guest was tonight. (laughs) What's that? And nobody's calling in, so I'm calling in. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, I wasn't supposed to post over there, but um, so I hope they. No, uh, I know, and I I know they'll. I'm sure they'll be considerate of it. Um, We need a general reminder. (laughs) Yeah, because I I mean I'm here at home, but I forget. I know I don't have everybody's email because when the you know the uh, community pages got taken down, I did yeah. connect with many people on my Gmail, but I I stupidly didn't do it with everybody. So now I don't I don't ever know everybody's you know private email. Well, so, just time, I knew it was happening tonight, but time got away from me, and so here I am. Thanks to Jay. You want to tell you want to tell a story, <laughs> or you want to talk about? It? Have you left AA? Yeah, of course. I mean, not of course. I feel, see, I feel so badly because I only did A for like three or four months, and I mm-hmm. see people's stories on stinking thinking, and these poor people spent and you're, you, you, you too, y'all spent years in this shit, <laughs> and I just, I feel, I feel almost like I'm gloating because I'm like, wow, it only took me three or four months to get it, and y'all were in there this many years, and I don't really want to rub your face in it. But thank oh, you for coming so forward. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sad. Tell me what happened to you. Where did you go to a meeting, and what state? Uh, the first state was in was in Blairsville, Georgia. Mm, what was that and like? And that was like... <laughs> that was like... um. They're more religious up here than they are in other places. 
I live in Podunk, Georgia, and they were just more religious up here. And they're more open about talking about Jesus and all that. But when you read what they're, when you compare what they're saying against what is up against the wall, you just yeah. kind of know that there's <laughs> there's something wrong here. The stuff doesn't match up. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've been to meetings in all around Florida. I travel for a living, so I've been to meetings all around Florida and in Atlanta and in Louisiana and Colorado and it just didn't it just didn't make sense to me. Did you call in to the Big John radio show? I did. You did. I was in Baton so Rouge. I used a lot of your stuff, didn't I, in my little film. Did you get to see that little yeah, film? I was so embarrassed. <laughs> Oh, worry. I'm oh, so sorry. I thought you were great. What you said was like killing me. I just said, oh, this woman is, because I didn't know you, you know? Well, but you really, know, like I'm just... blunt, and it blew me away, because when I listened to that, I'm like, God, I was so rude to that guy, and I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, Not really you weren't. Bad, but... You were just honest, and it was so captured, because of even your pauses in your you know, when you were delivering what you were saying, uh, I just love that it got captured. You know, I really am glad that I recorded it on my flip phone, on my flip camera. <laughs> okay, so you watch it. I'm months. just happy that you're doing this. That you, keep... where's Gunther? Why isn't he here tonight? I don't know why he's not here tonight. Okay. Um, can... Okay, that's fine. Yeah. He. he no, really... but he's good at it, and I don't yeah. know. I just. I don't know. I just kind of saw you up there by yourself tonight and felt like, well, shit. <laughs> I'm on caller. <laughs> well, I have two other callers. Shall I, um, you want to stay know. on or shall I let you go? And yeah, let, let me stay on and let's stay on. And let me got. Well, here, there's someone I, I don't know. Let's see who this is. Let's get him. Right. Caller, who's there? Hello? Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Who's calling? Oh, this is Violet. Hi, Massive. Hi, Violet. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> well, I'm better now that you called, and we have Lisa. She's here with us, too. We're going to have a little round table. Yay, Lisa. Hi, Violet. Hi. <laughs> so, yeah, Lisa, that's great. Three months. That's good. You knew it was bad, and you left. That's amazing. I wish that I had had that experience. I, um... I started going at 21, and I finally left last year at age 36. I'd had mm. enough, so that's all, it's a little bit longer than you, I guess. Wow. Well, you went in really young. And in what state did you go to meetings? I went in, um, when a, I'm, I live in such a small area. I'm a little paranoid about I'm okay. like that, but okay. I am from, I'll just say it like this. I'm from New England, and our states are kind of like your towns. So. Yeah. So anyway, you can imagine. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I went in really young, and I don't. I mean, I don't even think I belonged there. You know, I mean, I just don't. And um, mm-hmm. the longer I stayed, the longer I couldn't leave. You know, I mean, like massive. You're kind of. I feel like you're a little bit having that right now, a little bit. I know sometimes I think you might leave, and other times I think you're going to stay and try to change <laughs> things from within. But... I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to stay. I'm staying until. I do a few more things, and then and I think that should take me up until May or June, but no past then. Yeah. I'm not staying, no. You're fine. I'm gonna, yeah. Stay till you want to leave. What's that? I said stay till you want to leave. Well, it's, uh, yeah. Um, I just feel like there's some people, I, I just really want to spread more news in there as I leave. I've made cards. Um, mm-hmm. That say you know stop. It has the blog. It has think and think inside. It has orange paper. So I made business cards that are no. But just as nobody's forcing you to go, nobody's forcing you to leave. Stay till you want to leave. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. So Violet, wow, fifteen years. So what Sorry. happened for you that you finally what said, made me leave or what? Made yeah. What what made you leave? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. The thing that really clinched it, I think, honestly, I had um. 
I had a relapse. I went in, you know, at, like you did at an early age at 21. I was one of those girls, you know, I went to too many fraternity parties. I mean, you know, ridiculous stuff like that. I I didn't belong there. And then, you know, I, I got in there and I met all these sketchy people. Some people were like me. And, you know, you go in there, people have murdered people. There are heroin addicts, you know, that kind of thing. And, um... You know, I felt like I got in deep without even using. Like, I felt like I, you know, sort of learned things that I never would have learned if I had just stayed, like, with my college friends, I guess you would say. And um, what ended up happening is I met a guy, and I don't know if I was really... I definitely, definitely have had 13-stepping experiences, but the guy I met, I don't know if that this particularly was a 13-step experience, but um, I met someone who was a, you know, a heroin addict in AA, and we got together, and he was sober, and um, and I had a baby, and I ended up relapsing after I had a really hard delivery, and I relapsed with Percocets, and, um, you know, you hear all those AA relapse stories, and you hear about doctor shopping at meetings through people's drunk logs and such. And I think that I had that powerless, that notion of powerlessness, and all of that was just within me so deeply. I'd been in there when I got when I got pregnant, had my baby. I was, oh wow. God, I think I was like twenty four, twenty five. So I'd been in there for a while, you know, sober, you know, and just really in AA. I mean, I went when I was in college. I went to meetings on campus every day. Um, I always. Organized mm. my work schedule around meetings. It was my life. Oh, on the campus every life. day. I got to get to go to the campuses then. With, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah. But um, okay. you need to do outreach for what you're doing. Yeah, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, because then you have a shot. Because I mean, some of these people are like their lives are already over. You know what I'm saying? Like when you meet people and they're, you know what I'm saying? Like people yeah, who are good. younger. I wish I'd met you, you know, at 21, you know, like, get out. So like, do I. I want to say, I think Harriet's out there. Harriet, stay with me. I'm going to bring you on so that I want uh go ahead and finish your story. And I'm going to bring, I think I see Harriet's number in there. I'm going to bring her on to talk with us. Okay, so you were you going. Want to so anyway, so I just, I relapsed and I just was in and out, in and out. And then I finally mm. had a really bad, like, relapse last time. I, you know, I went to rehab and, you know, I honestly got on some medication for, you how know, that How much did that cost? Health. Excuse me. I'm sorry, but the, how much did rehab? rehab cost? Yeah. I have no idea. My insurance covered it. I know we talk a lot about, like, well, this rehab is 22000 and that's done. I have no idea. I never looked at the bill. It was probably $10 copay. I was there a month. Your insurance paid for it? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Go ahead. I'm sorry insurance. to interrupt you, but... Oh no, that's I'm okay. Just what it but um, yeah, and then I got on some medication that dealt directly with my addiction, and I um, you know, I got, I just felt better. And then I, I, what happens? I went back to AA, and I was in the middle of a divorce, and I ended up, um, I was, I was really shaky, like really, like I didn't think I was going to make it, to be honest. And um, I ended up in a in a bad relationship situation, and um, and I've written about it on on the Stinking Thinking blog, and. I felt like, you know, I was, you know, was still pretty young. This was, you know, I'm in my 30s, and I was with this guy. He was, you know, 20 years older than me, and he was married, and he was married to somebody who was, like, one of those queen types in the program who everybody thinks is, like, a Jesus type, and she was an Al-Anon. Yeah. And so I basically got kicked out because I had this, you know, he had an extramarital affair with me. And I was new. I couldn't show my face in a meeting. And then I would want him to not come near me, and he would. And people were like, you need to talk to him. He's trying to make an amends. And I was like, I couldn't even see straight. I would shake in meetings. And um, there were maybe two women who were like, this is not cool. You know, and one of those women had been sober, like probably for as long as you, maybe longer. And she had left AA for about 10 years, and she came back because she got sick. And I think what happened is all those years of AA, yeah. Fucked with her head so I don't shouldn't have scored on the radio, but messed with her head so much that I think she believed she got sick because she left AA, and so she went back. I really believe that that's why she went yeah. back to AA. But she supported me leaving AA. She was like, you know, if I let people get sober other ways, and she, I mean, I know like you were talking about Alanon. I think Alanon's pretty lame too, but I think it was her Alanon that made her support my leaving AA. Because she was, you know what I'm saying, like she had enough something, not really Al-Anon, but just that desire to sort of not be controlling and to just sort of, you know, be open-minded yeah, enough to sure like other people, other oh people get God, somewhere other ways, you're going to be fine. I'm glad that she is- was signed, like someone who told me I could go, you know, and so wow. I'm gone. <laughs> 
bring, because um, we can all Keep talk. Keep what you were waiting. I'm going to bring on this other caller. Is Harriet on? Oh. Hi. Let me see. I didn't click it right. So here we go. Hi there, caller. Who's there? Hi, it's Harriet. Can you hear me? Hi, Harriet. Welcome to uh, Safe Recovery. It's, I'm so glad you could join us. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little late, but um, I'm glad to be on. So I, I missed the first little bit of it, but me too. So can you hear me? I can. So I can uh, oh, yeah, okay. We're, we're just talking to have Violet and Lisa. Lisa did call in on the um, the radio show when uh, the Big John show. It was some really funny stuff that she said, and Violet was just you heard her talking about um, being ostracized, and uh, you know it just really makes me sad. Um, and I can't stop because part of what's going on with me is I've really, and I thank God for that Johnny Crash guy who was on that one show. Mm. Where he, I don't know whether he co-hosted. I don't think he did. I think he went on. No, he called in. in. He was awesome. He was awesome. Right? Was he, he awesome? He just called and in, I know. Much. To realize. We should call that, in right now. He is wonderful. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Email and so I'm not allowed to post this right now on Stinking Thinking, so I don't have the kind of hits, you know, that that they do. But I will remember to get him through Facebook. He gave me his Facebook, but I really made me sad that I wasted these years. And I know that people are trying to be supportive and say, "Oh, you didn't waste your life," but no, I did. Like when I was on the UCLA campus. No, you didn't. You know, but there were things. There this is what this is. This is my this is my issue with my my. This is Lisa, and and this is my issue with with. I only spent a short time in stinking thinking, but thank God the internet had rolled around by then, and I was able to find alternative opinions to AA. Otherwise, right. I'd have been stuck in the cult. But because right. all of you folks who had spent so many years and so much time in AA spoke up and had the nerve and had. I don't know, just had the balls to stand up and go, you know what, I made a mistake, and this is wrong. That helped me, and I can never thank any of you enough. So thank you all. But, you know, I I like somebody posted, I don't think it was, I forget who who did it, but um, about, you know, I think it's a new person that's on the stinking thinking, and it was like, how come, you know, the media, did you see that thread, you know, where we've been talking about how come the media hasn't picked up the story and all of us responded, you know, why? But I do think that uh, it's Violet, right, um, that if we, like the uh, Harriet, and maybe I want to let you jump in here after I say this, because Harriet's really, you know, she's not in the program, she never was in the program, but was affected differently, and you can explain whatever you want to. But if all of us got literature from thinking, from thinking, thinking, um, from, say, Smart Recovery or whichever, you know, of these other programs, whether it's Women for Sobriety or whatever, and we went to our local college and said, you know, we know there's some problems with AA. We know 12-step program is very popular, but we also know that there's hundreds of thousands of us on the Internet talking about how it didn't work, and we'd like you to know there's an alternative. Can I give this to your counselor? You know, and that's what I've done with my son's high school just this past week that I'm done. And I said, you know, me and Amy Lee Coy are going to do it like grassroots, just locally, with my son's high school first, then go to UCLA, go to USC, and go to Santa Monica College, like the closest things to us. And, And go to that, even if we all went to one place, it would really the trickle thing would happen, and mm-hmm. you know, it, they, and the word would get out. I'm going to go to my fire department and the paramedics and talk to them because I was in the ER this weekend. I thought I was having you know chest pains, and I was watching all these ER, you know, these guys come in with these drunks, and I'm like, they don't know what to do. <laughs> we got to tell them that AA is not the only way, you know. So I, I'm gonna, I'd love Harriet. You want to talk now and tell us what you've done? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. okay. I know you have just you know the hour show, so I don't think I'll go into my uh, you know my whole uh, different experiences. But w- what I'd like to jump in and talk about the smart recovery and alternatives, you know, which I found after having 
you know, problems with NA and NA meetings in a local area and uh, that affected people who didn't go to AA or NA. And when I started doing research and I found actually uh, Massive Attack's website and then, I mean, she called me back like the same day. I was amazed. I mean, I'm just like searching on the web. I find this great website and I email her and you know, I've emailed other people on the web. You, you never hear back from them, ever. And she, like, I could just, my phone rings an hour later. I'm like, what? Wow. And then we just bonded. I just felt wonderful after she called, that we connected, that, you know, yeah. she she understood about the issues of AA and NA, and then I started learning about alternatives and smart recovery and doing research. And so at this point... I'm really into looking at spreading the word as well. I think that's going to be a really good way to um, help those that, I mean, if you can't get AA to change, you can get other people to, you know, look at alternatives. And it seems like when I have talked to uh, probation officers, drug courts, um you know, some of them are diehard AANA supporters. I mean, you, and you can't get real far with them. And but then there's others that are really very receptive. They want the information. I just dropped some off to a public defender's office today. He was Great. very receptive. Really. And I think if we do this, like you know, all the people on the you know, stinking thinking and your website, and we're all across the country. We find out our local drug courts or, or correctional mm-hmm. officers or probation officers give them this information. I, I don't think it's really that difficult to really start getting people to, to use it more than it presently is. Harriet, are you going to come out here for that big one that they're going to have here, the National Association of Drug Court Training, whatever? Oh, well, actually, I just found out they're having one in July in Washington, D.C. I don't know if the one you're talking about is for California or if it's the national one. Um, but they're having a the national. Link, you know what I imagine? Like if there's those booths, you know, and I'll get a booth mm-hmm. and my batter will say alternatives for AA. And, uh, you know, this is something that we can – I'd like to throw this out, and then, Harriet, I want to talk some more. But you know the flyer that I made? It's like a – what is this, 5 by 7 it's nice magazine, quality paper, it's green. And what I thought I should make yes, for yes. that one, I don't have to make it so nice so it's not so expensive, but if right. I had a, a group of us through email write up a pamphlet that I can hand to who's going to be there, and this is who's going to be there, judges, lawyers, therapists, rehab people, who, who am I leaving out, Harriet, that is going to be there, the parole officers, Everybody that's sending them off that thinks AA is the way, man. Oh, AA. We're like, no. You know? And uh, (laughs) so I want to write up a simple draft of a statement and then just list, like, all the alternatives. Yeah, and I think you you will, well, I think hopefully also we'll find, because I'm trying to get a list of all the drug courts and, uh, courts that do accept alternatives. Um, there's one called Blue Earth County uh, that accepts them, and you know a number of other ones. And the more pe- more courts we can find that are presently accepting it, will strengthen our case to other courts and probation officers. And you having the information uh, to give to the others that there's these lists of other alternatives is, in fact, Smart Recovery has a little brochure that lists the different ones that you can hand out. Uh, you could actually look at theirs and see. How did you get them to send about. stuff, Harriet? You got, uh, they, but do they have like a brochure? They do have a brochure. Um, Smart Recovery, the executive director, Sherry Allwood, Allwood, and they have like, it's this one sheet, and it, and it has a little, you know, information about SOS, and Women for Sobriety, mm. and Smart Recovery, and there's a couple other ones. And then they actually have an information sheet. So I have actually sent a couple of those out through email to different, um, as I sent one to a judge the other day, 
and somebody else. Oh, who really? Where was the judge? Receptive. And yeah, what's up, how that? That's wonderful. I would like really like to talk to a judge. So tell us about that. Well, I went online, you know, and and had done a search, and I saw where a gentleman from the uh, actually is a public defender from City of Baltimore had sent out a questionnaire, um, but I think it's called the Justice Department Clearinghouse, something to that effect, um, and they sent out a questionnaire to different courts across the country how appropriate it was to mandate AA and NA. Mm. And so not everybody applied, but there was a number of judges that replied to these questions. It it was about Mm. five years ago, actually, and it's out there on the web, and Mm. it had their email addresses. And so I went down the line. I mean, I didn't email every single one, but they were from Missouri and Kentucky and different parts of the country, and I asked them, you know, do you accept alternatives, and if you do, which ones are they, and if you don't, would you be receptive to alternatives? And so some, you know, responded, and some said they would like more information, and Mm -hmm. Some made it clear that you know you'd have to have a sponsor, and if you didn't have a sponsor, then oh God, you got to be kidding yes. me! Yes, yes, that if you didn't have a sponsor, then they would allow an alternative, but you'd still have to go to AA, which you know oh. shows a reflection of the attitude sure. and some of the drug courts. But then there's other ones that are more progressive. So, wow. you know, I think if you can show these other courts and probation officers um, that there's an alternative. In fact, I spoke to one gentleman that went to an SOS meeting, and he said the only reason he was able to go was because he knew his rights. He had done his homework. Mm-hmm. He went to his probation officer. This wasn't drug court, but it was you know, under the correctional division, and right. said he didn't want to go to AA, and asked if he could have an alternative, and the probation officer said, well, I don't know of any. If you find one, bring it to me. Yeah. And I looked at it, and he brought him SOS, and he said, fine, and it's it's a natural meeting. It's just once a week, and he just has to go once a week to an SOS meeting that's a secular organization. And it seemed like, I mean, I was kind of flabbergasted that here it was 2011, and this probation officer, even though he was receptive, was yeah. totally clueless. I mean, no one, he didn't have any sheets of paper about smart recovery or to even tell this guy. The guy had to go do his own homework, and he went and did it. But I think if we give these probation officers and public defender office, you know, this information, you know, we could maybe really get something going. Kelly, um, maybe I'll go on X Steppers, which I've never really, you know, done much on, and I realized I was there, that I'm going to go to this event that's in Anaheim where they're all going to be. And, you know, judges, like, they all talk amongst themselves. All those people who are in that same lawyers who, you know, cops, they just talk amongst themselves. But if I go and that maybe somebody else from the next stepper or, I mean, obviously, you know, maybe you're going to go to the one in Washington, D.C., it's much closer to you, and I can go to the one in Anaheim, which will take me an hour to drive to, right? It's like a two- or three-day event that if I go and just, you know, mix and mingle with people and and, and bring my pamphlets, and that maybe somebody else that's on the blogs, lives around here, would go with me. Besides, I think maybe Amy McCoy will come with me. Well, I think it's really important. I've I've actually corresponded with the National Drug Court Office in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, you can contact your local. Every state has their own association. So there's you know the California Association of Drug Court, and people can just contact them and and see what they feel about alternatives or what courts they know, and and you know maybe even do advertising in their newsletter. Um, yeah. These are the people we need oh, to reach. Because mm-hmm. many of them know idea. that it's illegal. They know mm. they can't force it. But it's like 99% of these courts are forcing it. And the only reason I can gather after doing lots of research is just the lack of people knowing they have choice and the lack of pressure like us putting it on them that mm-hmm. why aren't you offering choice? And there's just not many people really 
seeming to demand to have a choice when they go in there. I mean, many prisoners and people that they don't know to question the judge. The judge says you got to go to AA. They think they have a legal right to do it. And the way they have it set up is, well, if somebody says they have a problem with it, we will work with them. But unless they bring it up, we don't offer it to them, which I think is unethical. Yeah. But it, it does show that if people, you know, if people bring it up, they'll they'll give them a choice. A lot of them, not all of them, but yeah, I think it takes true activism, whatever motivates you. I mean, I know what it is. I know what's motivating me. Um, do you, uh, like, I'm willing to make this other type of flyer that if I go to the courthouse in Los Angeles, that even to pass it out to the people on the way in or out of drug court or wherever, you know, would give them, you know, this knowledge. Um, how do you feel about that, uh, Kelly and Violet? Do you feel like you, you know, care enough or you're just done and fed up and um, that you would be willing if I made some really interesting pamphlets that could be just printed, at, you know, PDF, that you'd go to your nearest college, even one place where you would just say, okay, I will contact one drug court or I will go to one college or wherever you felt sort of connected to do any sort of alternative, um, uh, I guess, outreach or activism work? What do do you think about it? Violet, are you you there? Are you gone? Yeah, oh, yeah. I just didn't want to, I didn't know how many people you were asking, so I was waiting to, I didn't want to. Yeah, how about you, Violet? Um, I I am cautious because of the profession I want to get into. I am really careful about saying, well, you know, I, I'm an addict, that kind of thing, or I was an addict. Um, so I'm careful about association and about this kind of thing. However, mm-hmm. I would be willing to do it if I could do it in a sort of quiet way because um, mm-hmm. I do think it's important. I, I think that it's insane that AA is presented as the only solution. It makes me sick. I mean, it really does. Well- yeah, um, well, Harriet is never in program. And Harriet, I, I, you know, I love the way that yeah. she approached it when yeah. she, even in mm-hmm. her first email. Can you state it again, what you said so simply in that first email to that judge? Harriet? Oh, um, the, the one in, uh, oh, yes. Well, basically I asked if, I had asked her if they accepted alternatives in their courts, if right. they did which ones. And if they didn't, if they would be open to alternatives, and you know, mm-hmm. she asked so they, me. They weren't I mean, I, a really good way to ask. Um, how about Lisa? What do you think about this? I think it's great. I think you should go to your local people first, start at the local level, and then work your way up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I really wish there were some kind of form letters because I don't I, I don't know I, I feel like I'm kind of challenged as far as writing goes yeah and I can't really come up with a letter in my mind although I have emailed my local churches and said why are you allowing this to go on your church um you know when you're dealing with the government yeah there should be some I don't know somebody's really good at writing if they will just post a letter a form letter that we can send to people you know or call mm-hmm. them well, I this is, know. I think that's just, a good idea. Um, yeah. You know, actually, Smart Recovery has some pre printed materials, and, you know, that, that you can send as an attachment so even your, you know, your statement doesn't have to be that uh, complicated, or you could have a little, you know, form email with attachments for those that are interested. And so some of the outreach can be via email. And phone as well. Well, I know it it, it throws them off when you call them. (laughs) They don't know what to say when you call them. They're kind of floored and they just blow you off. Yeah. (laughs) I do know that. This is really a really proactive, uh, you know, way to begin. And I'm certainly, I think I'm just going to start with a simple, because I feel like you. Was it Violet who said about the writing or was it Lisa? Lisa. I think I'm a Lisa. little challenged. Like I'm not. I may be a songwriter, but I'm not the greatest writer. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, I'm passionate and all, but I need editors to like edit my work constantly. And yeah, 
you know, I see friend the girl, and I'm like so impressed. And I see these writers, I'm like, oh my god, like I need to go to college. Maybe I'll take a class at UCLA or or at Santa Monica. But I look at it and I go, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you know, wow, they just said, they just said everything I've been thinking about for the last month, and they just put it in a paragraph, and it was so eloquent. And, and you know, and why am I not that in eloquent? That room. I don't know if he's still in there, but he's a great writer too, and. But mm-hmm. I do think that if we make something simple, maybe I'll I'll start it. And if I could just ask, I think that both Kelly and Violet, you've emailed me, so I'm going to just say some things because there are a few people in the chat room. My main email is makeaasafer at gmail.com. So it's makeaasafer at gmail.com. And email me, and I'll start with a simple flyer with the intention that I am going to go to this big thing. And it can be used anywhere. It could be used at a high school. It could be used at a college. Just offering the alternatives. And I will contact SMART, like Harriet's suggesting, to get some, you know maybe some of their literature, a handful of it. And then I could pass it around to each of each person here, and you could just say, okay, I think you should put this. And that's actually how we wrote this green literature. It was really four of us. I started it, and then three other women came to my house, and then we had other input. And um, so I already have Kelly's, right? I have your email. And I have Violet's. No, do I have Violet's? Have we emailed? I'll email, I'll email you because your email is on your blog, right? Yeah, it's, that's my that's So I'll just email. email you with my email, you know what I mean? Yeah. So And then the okay. Lisa, same thing. If you, yeah, you know, I'll do the same. Just, I promise. If, if you just do one statement, or you add one thing, or you say, "Oh, that's great," you know, that's all. <laughs> I think that. Um, Listen. Yeah. Something we talked about earlier. I travel for a living. I really do. I'm on the road extensively. I've been home. It'll be two weeks this Friday, and mm-hmm. I feel like that was kind of my saving grace with AA. Was. Mm-hmm that I travel. So they all knew that. When I went in, they'd be like, oh, do you have a sponsor? Are you working the steps? And I'd go, well, you know, I'm just here to check this out. You know, I'm just kind of floating right. through. And I'm, next week I'm leaving and I'm going to so-and-so. Um, they, I don't, they don't seem to latch on to you when they know you're leaving like they do when you're going to when they know you're going to be when you when they know you're going to keep coming back <laughs> right, they don't right. it, it's not the same experience so i was very lucky i should add that i just feel like i should add that when you're traveling they just don't they don't latch on to you the same way that they do when you're going to the same home group week after week and they don't do that well, maybe you can write a story and get it in the L.A. Times like that lady. Like, have this fantasy, like, movie Gasland, you know, that new documentary about the fracking, that I'm yes. going to, like, take the camera and go get my car and, like, go across the country in the meetings, and, like, that's going to be part of my documentary. But I have to wrap up. I'm going to say I want to say thank you so much for um, everybody being in the chat room and coming in. Violet, thank you so much, and Lisa and Harriet. Uh, for uh, coming in and calling in to my second solo flight here. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> on, um, you know, whether I call it safe recovery or stop 13 step in AA, I think it's eventually it's going to be more general <clears throat> of safe recovery so that we can move forward, you know, once I am not just working on that. Uh, and uh, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody now and uh, finish up the show, Okay. Well, thank you, you Monica, for all the work you've, everything you've done. Good night. Thank you so much, Harriet. Good night. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. This is is important, and thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. Bye. Bye. Bye, Violet. Did she hang up? Bye. Okay, bye, sweetie. So thank you so much for joining me tonight, and good night. Walking on the highway with my baby Walking on the highway Driving down the highway with my baby
We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.